squeak You live in a money pit Money pit If your basement needs a pump Or your place looks like a dump You live in a money pit Money pit Pick up the telephone Fix up your whole sweet home I call an 888 money pit is presented by Home Advisor, Hertz, and First Alert. Now, here are Tom and Leslie. Coast to coast and floorboards to shingles, this is the Money Pit Home Improvement Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. What are you working on this holiday weekend? It must be a holiday weekend because we're so close to the end of the year now. All of the weekends are excuses to just hang out and do nothing. And have a party and decorate something and do all the yeah. fun stuff. I don't If you want to just decorate, <laughs> yeah, and if you've got questions about your decorations, maybe the lights aren't working, I don't know, give us a call right now at 888 Pit, or maybe you're thinking about, I'm thinking about projects for next year. You know, it may be just something you want to put on that list, and maybe you don't know how to start it. Maybe you don't know if you can do it yourself. Well, all great things to talk about. That number to reach us is 888-MONEYPIT. Now, speaking of the holidays, did you know, fun fact here, Christmas Day is the second most popular day of the year for plumbing emergencies. Oh, I believe it. So if you're cooking up for a crowd this holiday season, the last thing you need is a jammed garbage disposer. We're going to give you step-by-step troubleshooting tips to help get it running again without, I mean without, paying double time and a half for a plumber. And also ahead this hour, heating systems, space heaters, wood stoves, and fireplaces, those are all in use a lot right now. So now tends to be the season where home fires reach a peak. We're going to share some details on an innovative new detector that can protect you from both carbon monoxide and smoke. Plus, it's the ho-ho home improvement and decor season, and that means that many of you are shopping for holiday trees to make your home look cheery and bright and smell so fresh. We're going to have tips on how to pick the perfect tree, and one especially that can stay fresh for the entire season. And now that it's cold, are you thinking ahead to when that warm weather will eventually return? We've got a great product from QuickCrete to give away this hour that can help. It's a set of their very popular walkmaker forms. It's the easy way to build a beautiful cobblestone walkway. So give us a call right now. The number is 1-888-MONEYPIT, 888-666-3974. Dina and I was on the line with a painting question. How can we help you today? I have this brown paneling, and it goes all the way from the floor to the ceiling in every room. And I wondered if I can paint over this or wallpaper or what is your suggestion? Wow. That's a, what's that, uh, 1970s? Yeah. Yeah. You know, I kind of remember that growing up. We had those that error in my house, and uh, you know, it's always better to remove it. But you can paint it. What you want to do, Dina, is you want to prime it. So the first thing you would do is you would clean it. You would lightly sand it, and because there's so much of it, um, I would when I go to the paint store, I would get a um, a sand a sanding extension. It's on a on a pole. It's like a pole with a in, in with an indexing head at the bottom at the end of it, I should say. And you can run this pole over the surface and sand it, rough it up a little bit, and then you're going to want to prime it. And I would use a good quality oil-based primer. It'll go on nice and thick. It'll give you a good solid surface on which to add the wall paint. And then you can use latex wall paint on top of that. And I think it'll come out nice. Uh, and, uh, and it'll go on easy if you do those steps in that order. Because once you prime it, you get a very nice even surface. It fills in uh, any of the imperfections in the surface. And it will make sure that that top coat can be accepted properly. What about those grooves? 
You're always going to have those grooves. You can't do anything about it unless you want to take the paneling down, which, by the way, could be an option because sometimes when they put the paneling up, they just nailed it with these types of uh, small, very thin ring nails. You could ex- you could experiment with the possibility of taking that paneling off the walls, and you may find that underneath it is drywall. Now, generally, you have to do a lot of spackling, sometimes retaping, and that kind of thing. But it is possible that underneath that paneling are some decent, uh, typical drywalled covered walls. Okay, it sounds like. Uh, a Saturday job. Yeah, well, at least if you've got that much paneling, it might be a, a couple of Saturdays jobs, a lot of Saturdays. Yeah. All right, Dina, good luck with that project. Thank you so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Now we've got Eddie in Delaware on the line who's dealing with a moisture situation going on. Tell us about it. I'm having a moisture problem with uh, two out of the three bathrooms. It's a three bathroom home. Um, and um, each each bathroom has a um, inline exhaust fan, um, and this this occurred last season, uh, last winter season, um, and we've got a really severe winter, um, and and we're getting a lot of condensation. I have um, dampers in two of the bathrooms at the ceiling, um, and last season, last winter season, I installed. Uh, additional damper uh, after the exhaust fan, after the inline fan in the ceiling, and I was still getting a lot of moisture. Uh, actually, at the ceiling where the sheetrock was actually falling apart. That's how much moisture we got. Okay, for, first of all, um, right above this space, is there an attic? What's what's above it? Yes, it's an attic, yes. All right, and how much insulation do you have in that attic? Uh, the, the home is only... Um, Eight years old. So first of all, bathrooms are sources of warm, moist air. Um, if the temperature of the drywall is chilly, it's going to condense and cause condensation. So you want to make sure that the attic above it, that you've got at least 15 to 20 inches of insulation in there. That's really important. Oh, there is. Uh, it, there definitely is. And what I also did was, when I when I started having this problem, I replaced the flexible ductwork, which was originally R6 to the maximum of R8, and I'm still getting the problem. And these two bathrooms that I'm having the problem, um, they're not used for um, showers or bathing of any sort. The second thing I want to suggest to you is you mentioned that you have exhaust fans in two of the three. No, no, all three have their own individual inline exhaust fans, yes. Okay, so inline, in other words, it's ducted out somewhere, they're all connected together and ducted out at once? No, no, at one they're, point. Not connected to, they're not connected together, they're, con- uh, they're all different. They all vent on their own out, out, out the building? Yes. And you can confirm that the, that the vents are working, so if you turn the fan on, if you go outside, you'll see the flapper? Yes. So hooking them up to a humidistat slash timer might not be a bad idea because this way when the humidity gets high in the room, it'll automatically come on. Leviton makes such a switch designed specifically for bath fans. And I think that might be the next step. I think we need to move air, more air through these rooms. The second thing is what's underneath these bathrooms? Are these, are these on the second floor or first floor? Are they over a slab? It's a ranch home. And what's underneath? Uh, crawl space. Crawl space? Okay. Does the crawl space have a high humidity problem? No. I would recommend that you replace the existing fan switch with a humidistatically controlled fan switch. Yeah, okay. I'll try. Eddie, good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling at 888 Money Pit. 
You are tuned to the Money Pit Home Improvement Show. Give us a call with your home repair or your home improvement question. 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. It's the holidays. You are busy. We are here to help. So let us know what we can do to help at least get your money pit in tip-top shape and ready for the holiday season. Give us a call at 888-MONEY-PIT. Coming up, if you're cooking for a crowd this holiday, the last thing that you need is a jammed garbage disposer. We're going to give you some step-by-step troubleshooting tips to help you get it running again next. Did you know that Americans take 20,000 breaths a day and spend an average of 90% of their time indoors? That's right. And according to the EPA, the level of indoor air pollutants can be two to five times higher than outdoor air and occasionally more than a 100 times higher. Plus, every spring we get sucked with allergens, too. Well, Air Doctor is an air purifier that filters out dangerous contaminants like pollen, pet dander, dust mites and mold. Their Ultra HEPA filter has been independently tested to remove 99.99% of tested allergens, including bacteria and viruses. That's impressive. Now, Air Doctor also comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you don't love it, just send it back for a refund minus the shipping. And they're offering a special discount to Money Pit listeners. Just head to airdoctorpro.com and use promo code MONEYPIT, and you'll receive up to $300 off air purifiers. Exclusive to podcast customers, you'll also receive a free three-year warranty on any unit, which is an additional $84 value. Lock this special offer in right now by going to A-I-R-D-O-C-T-O-R-Pro.com and use promo code MONEYPIT. That's airdoctorpro.com, promo code MONEYPIT. Making good homes better. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. The Money Pit is presented by HomeAdvisor.com. You'll never have to worry about overpaying for a job. Just use their true cost guide to see what others paid for a similar project. Then get matched with top-rated pros, read reviews, get quotes, and book appointments. All for free at HomeAdvisor.com. And remember, you've always got these two experts standing by at moneypit.com. Give us a call for your chance to win a great prize. And I say it's a great prize because it's definitely going to get your mind on the warmer weather that's ahead. Or if you happen to live in a not-so-chilly state, it's a prize you can use right now. We've got up for grabs the QuickCrete Walkmaker form. And it's really a great DIY way that you can make a beautiful, durable concrete walkway or patio. It's a form that you pour the mixed QuickCrete crack-resistant concrete into, and you can make it in so many different patterns, country stone, basket weave, a brick, European style, totally up to you, totally DIY. Make as many as you need for a patio or a walkway, but you can get that form by giving us a call and us drawing your name out of the Money Pit hard hat. Check it all out at quickcrete.com, but give us a call for your chance to win. 888-666-3974. Thomas in Tennessee is on the line with a wallpaper question. How can we help you today? I have two layers of wallpaper in a small half bath that I'm trying to take off, and I was wondering what your guys' best solution is. One is a lighter wallpaper like you would find in the rest of a house, but the other one is a very thick waterproof type that um, is mostly used in bathrooms. Yeah, well, removal is pretty much the same regardless of that type. You know, essentially what you have to do is you got to run a tool across the paper called a paper tiger, and it's a tool that puts small prickly-sized holes in the paper. 
And then once you have those holes in there, you can apply a water, um, uh, a wallpaper paste remover to it, which will soak into the paper, get behind it, and start to loosen it up. Now, it's a lot of work, but, you know, considering it's just the bathroom, perhaps it won't be that difficult for you. If you really, really, really have a hard time getting that paper off, you could always rent a wallpaper steamer, and that will make the job a little bit easier. Oh, okay. Well, do you have any uh, home remedies for this? where you don't have to buy a whole lot of tools because I'm kind of on a budget. Well, the paper tiger is not very expensive. It's a little hand tool. It's probably 7 or $8, something like that. So that plus a few dollars for the wallpaper paste remover, is that all, that's really all you're going to need. Okay. Well, thank you. All right, Thomas. Good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. John in New York is on the line with a fungus issue. What's going on at your money pit? Well, the thing is, I heard about your substance, uh, whatever treatment it was, it was called spray and forget. And I wondered if there was such a preparation for internal use in a house, like basement walls. Okay, so what are you seeing in your basement walls? Well, I think I do have some um, dampness, you know, in the basement and possible fungus and i thought uh and so you would like to make that go away and when you look at these walls does it look kind of like white and gray and crusty uh yeah in some areas and it's just a few places okay so the white gray crusty stuff is not a fungus it's not mold it's not mildew it's mineral salt deposits what happens when a basement gets damp the water evaporates uh, from the, or goes from the groundwater and gets drawn into the basement walls and then evaporates out, and it leaves its mineral salt deposits behind. And I'll tell you, an easy way to prove that that's exactly what's going on here is grab some white vinegar, put a bit in a spray bottle, and spray it on that, that gray substance. You're going to see the salt like melt away when it strikes the vinegar, and you'll know for sure that's exactly what it is. Um, the only time you're going to want to use a mildicide, like a bleach and water solution in a scenario like that, is when you truly do have mold or a fungus. And that's almost never, it almost never grows on a block wall. It always grows on something that's more organic, like a drywall or wood paper. The block wall, I mean, it's possible you can get mold on it because sometimes you get dust that sticks to it and the dust feeds the mold. But usually it's mineral salt deposits that's indicative of just a damp basement. What I would also tell you to do is after you get that cleaned up is to look outside your house and make sure that your gutters are clean and free-flowing and those downspouts are well away from the house. I'm talking like four to six feet because that will stop a lot of that water from collecting at that foundation perimeter and pulling up into those walls. Does that make sense? Yes, yes. I appreciate your comment. You're very welcome, John. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Well, one of the hardest working appliances in your house at the busiest cooking season of the year has got to be your garbage disposer. And nothing puts the brake on kitchen cleanup like a jammed disposer. Clearing it out, it's not that hard, but you got to know what to do. Now, typically, bits of food like poultry skin, celery, pumpkin pulp, fruit or potato peels, or even once in a while a stray utensil, not blaming anybody, but I know those things happen. You know, those kind of things can really jam a disposer. Now, once you've turned it off and fished out that foreign object, your disposer still might not come on. Now, if this happens, there's a simple solution. You want to look for a reset button. Now, that's going to be located on the bottom of the unit itself. Just push that reset button back in, and you're going to avoid an expensive visit by a plumber. Now, if you've tried that and it still doesn't seem to be working right, there may be something that's stopping the blades from running. In that case, look for the small socket on the bottom of the unit. You have to kind of get into the 
kitchen cabinet and sort of look up from the bottom of the unit and it helps to have a really bright light when you do this. But you're going to see a socket that's designed for an Allen wrench, and it usually comes with a disposer, and if they didn't, then you can usually just use a standard size one. Now, this is how it works. With the power off, and you must make sure the power is off, you can go ahead and insert that key and then wiggle it back and forth. That will move the blades manually and free up anything that's stuck there. Once you do that, you can once again reset that little circuit breaker switch on the bottom of the unit, and you should be good to go. And we are good to go to take your home improvement questions, especially if you're trying to get something last minute done here for the holidays. Call us right now at 1-888-MONEYPIT. Roger in Alaska is on the line with an insulation question. What can we do for you? Uh, yeah, I, uh, my wife and I were living the dream up here in Alaska. We bought an old bed and breakfast on the hillside. And um, we did a great energy audit We on the on the main house. The problem is the master bedroom is like an add-on over the garage, and it wasn't. We couldn't access the attic when we insulated the attic of the main part of the house. Okay. And so now the master bedroom is the coldest room in the house. Yeah, I bet. And one thing I'm thinking about doing is it's got a high ceiling, and I'd like to foam board the ceiling and then put like a instead of that sheetrock uh, cover the sheetrock with foam board and then like do a, a wood covering. And I'm wondering. Do I need to be concerned about the vapor barrier? And two is, should I cut a hole in that ceiling and stick my head in there and see what it's got in there before, you know, as long as I'm going to, as I'm going to cover it anyway. So this high ceiling, is it a high flat ceiling or is it a cathedral ceiling? Cathedral. So it's probably attached to the bottom of the rafters then, correct? I think it is. So that means you really don't have very much insulation at all. So that's always going to be a challenge for you. So are you thinking of lowering the ceilings so that you have an area that you could insulate? No, no, not not lowering it so much, just adding uh, the foam board to the surface, like uh, the uh, the pink board or the blue board or something. And and then if I'm going to do that, I'm going to disrupt the sheetrock anyway. I'm considering cutting open, like, the peak, and if I can blow foam insulation in there, not foam insulation, you know, cellulose or something. If, if I can re-insulate that space or add insulation to it. You certainly could take a look in there, but I suspect you're not going to find any space for that. Putting the foam insulation on the bottom of the drywall is not a bad idea. I mean, you could you could basically create a layer that way. I don't think you need any additional vapor barrier, though. Yeah, I mean, you could probably attach it to the bottom of the drywall right now because the foam is a pretty good vapor barrier, frankly, by itself. Mm-hmm. And then the only other thing I'd consider doing is that bedroom is the furthest from the uh, furnace. Can you put a booster uh, fan on your duct or something like that? You, you can, but what you might want to do is just put a small electric resistance heater in there as a supplement so on those coldest nights you can just add a bit of heat to that room. Yeah, the problem is it's even in the middle of the day. With the, That room has a southern-facing windows, and it's upstairs, heat rises, uh, in in the middle of the day, that room. I'm just concerned. I, I guess I really need somebody to take a good look at it um, with like the uh, the infrared guns or something to see where we're losing heat at. I think that's probably a good idea. I'm also thinking that your floor may be not insulated well enough because being above the garage, you're getting uh, some temperature transference through there as well. I think you probably got a point there. Um, maybe I could bump up the temperature in the garage a little bit. I keep it pretty cold in there. Or insulate the garage ceiling. Yeah. That's one thing to check. If that garage ceiling is not insulated, that could be the biggest source of your problem right there. So how would you, when you say insulate the garage ceiling... Is the garage ceiling open? Do you see the floor joist? No, it's sealed with, uh, I believe, uh, plywood. We'll take a peek above that and see if there's insulation in there. 
All right. Well, sounds good. Sounds like a plan. All right. Good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. 888 Money Pit is presented by Home Advisor. You can find top rated home service pros and book appointments online, all for free. Just ahead with heating systems, space heaters, wood stoves, and fireplaces all in use almost nonstop this time of year. Now is the season where home fires reach a peak. We're going to share details on an innovative new detector that can protect you from both carbon monoxide and smoke next. Everyone should know that drinking water is important to staying hydrated and healthy. Having safe, clean water is the last thing you want to worry about, but unfortunately, according to extensive research by the Environmental Working Group, three out of four homes in America have harmful contaminants right in its tap water. That's why we are thrilled to be working with AquaTrue. AquaTrue purifiers use a four-stage reverse osmosis purification process, and their countertop purifiers work with no installation or plumbing. It removes 15 times more contaminants than ordinary pitcher filters and is specifically designed to combat chemicals like PFAs in your water supply. And they have water purifiers to fit every type of home, from installation-free countertop purifiers to higher-capacity under-sink options. They even have a Wi-Fi-connected purifier and mineral boost options. And its proprietary purification technology is independently tested by IATMO to NSF and ANSI standards to remove over 80 of the most harmful contaminants, including chlorine, fluoride, arsenic, PFAs known as forever chemicals, nitrate, and many more. I can truly taste the difference when I compare it with my old water filter. AquaTrue saves you money also. Just one set of filters from their classic purifier makes the equivalent of 4,500 bottles of water. That's less than three cents a bottle. Plus, you'll save the environment from tons of plastic waste. AquaTrue comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee and even makes a great gift. And today, Money Pit listeners can receive 20% off any AquaTrue purifier. Just go to aquatrue.com. That's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U.com and enter code MONEYPIT at checkout. That's 20% off any AquaTrue water purifier when you go to aquatrue.com and use promo code M-O-N-E-Y-P-I-T. Money Pit. Money Pit is presented by HomeAdvisor.com. Whether it's minor repairs or major remodels, leave it to HomeAdvisor to do the work. Check out HomeAdvisor.com. Making good homes better, this is the Money Pit Home Improvement Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. What I'm Leslie Segretti. Happy Ho Ho Home Improving, everybody, as we get close to the end of the year. If you've got some projects you'd like to get done, we'd love to help. Call us now at 1-888-MONEYPIT. Carolyn from Ohio's on the line and has a noisy neighbor. I mean, her siding is being noisy. What's going on? The siding is just noisy. The second floor, you can hear it. You know, when you walk through the bedrooms, you can hear the siding. It's vinyl siding? It is. So vinyl siding is not supposed to be nailed securely to a home. It's supposed to be nailed loosely. That's why if you look at a piece of vinyl siding, it doesn't have holes in it. It has slots. And it has to be nailed loosely because the siding is designed to expand and contract when it's exposed to the sunshine, has a pretty high expansion contraction rate, as a matter of fact. I haven't really heard anyone complaining about noise from it, but I do think it would make sense that if you were in a windy area, 
perhaps you might um, hear some of that. Unfortunately, I don't have a good solution for you because you cannot tighten it up. If you do, um, you're going to start getting uh, buckled areas. And if if you uh, start driving around neighborhoods that have vinyl siding in the summer, you have you ever seen the house that's just got all the sort of wavy siding on it? That's what happened. It went on too tight and it buckled. So if it's moving, it's put on correctly. One way to check is to take a piece uh, and just put your hand on it and try to slide it back and forth. The boards actually should slide if they're installed properly. Okay. I, I, I've had people out to look at it to, to fix it, and they, they say that that's, it's it's okay. Because I always worry that it's, yeah. fly, it's going to fly off the house or something. No, don't worry about that because, like I said, it's supposed to be loose. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Well, with heating season in full swing, now is the time home fires peak, which also makes it the right time to tell you about an innovative new detector that can protect you from both carbon monoxide and smoke. It's from First Alert, and it's a combination smoke and carbon monoxide alarm with voice and location alerts, and it comes with a 10-year battery. That's pretty cool. I mean, it really is. It definitely takes, you know, the task of forgetting to change the battery off of your list. So you can really just focus on the safety. Now, with the voice and the location alert, the alarm itself is going to tell you and your family where the threat of smoke or carbon monoxide is, specifically by telling you the location of this hazard within your house. This way, on your way out, you can avoid that location and get out safely. It's going to say something like, evacuate, there's smoke in the kitchen. So aside from the fact that it detects both carbon monoxide and smoke, the fact that it can tell you where that fire is, is remarkable. Plus, this 10-year battery is such a wonderful feature. You know, a lot of times people just simply forget. I know you're supposed to change the batteries when you set the clocks forward or back. This way you're on top of it, but it's just one more thing that you forget to do. And it's terrible to forget to take care of the safety of your family. And that just truly takes this out of it. Yeah, that battery lasts for the entire life of the alarm. So all in, this is a pretty well-designed product that delivers premium home protection to keep loved ones safe. The 10-year battery combination smoke and carbon monoxide alarm with voice and location alerts. It's available nationwide for $59.99. Learn more at firstalert.com. All right, now we're going to Texas where Lori had some sort of flooring incident. Now the cabinets are all damaged. What the heck happened at your house? <laughs> Well, we had um, we we bought an old house built in 1939. When we took the carpet up, we had some beautiful hardwood floors, so we had them refinished. But as they were refinishing them and replacing some of the bad spots, they banged up our cabinets, and we've had to try to touch them up with the paint that we had our cabinets painted with, and. It's just, it's not working. It looks, the sheen is different. It's streaky. I just don't know how to, how to make them look uniform without repainting the whole kitchen. So the cabinets were scratched and you're trying to repaint them with household paint. And the problem is that they were probably sprayed perhaps with a lacquer or other type of finish. And you're just not able to match the exact sheen. And we have, we actually have the exact paint that they used. And my, my husband, you know, touched them up and it, you know, it just, it just isn't working. So we didn't know if there was a, you know, if we needed to sand them again. Why is it not working? Well, the sheen, it's shinier. It, um, it's streaked. So I don't know if it was the brush or what, 
the paint's probably a year and a half old. That's the thing. When you've got paint sitting around for a while, you can't just pick it up and use like a stir stick and then go for it. You really should bring it back to the paint center and have them throw it in the tumbler. Yeah, and also, as you go ahead and refinish these uh, damaged areas, you want to kind of fill it in from the inside out. Like, don't try to paint over the whole thing. Be very strategic and use a small brush and just get it into the scratched areas. And don't try to overpaint the areas that are not scratched. All right. We'll try that. It's kind of like the same procedure as touching up a car as a way, you know, in the same way. You sort of fill in the scratch rather than overpaint the whole thing. Because if you do, it's going to lay over the, the factory finish and look more like a patch than you want it to. Right. And and I think that is kind of what's happening. So, okay, we'll, we'll try those things and see if that helps. Okay, good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. You can reach us here 24-7 at 888-MONEY-PIT with your home repair or your home improvement question. Well, it is the Ho-Ho Home Improvement and Decor season, and that means that many of you are out shopping for holiday trees to keep your home smelling fresh and looking cheery and bright. We'll have tips on how to pick a tree that will stay fresh for the entire season in today's Better Get a Truck Tip presented by Hertz. You live in a money pit. It is presented by HomeAdvisor.com. You'll never have to worry about overpaying for a job. Just use their true cost guide to see what others paid for similar projects. Then get matched to top-rated pros, read reviews, get quotes, and book appointments. All for free at HomeAdvisor.com. Making good homes better, this is the Money Pit Home Improvement Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Give us a call right now with your home improvement question at 888-MONEY-PIT, presented by HomeAdvisor. They really have the best local pros for any home service. That's right, and it doesn't matter what that project is, they make it fast and easy to find top-rated pros. And there are no membership fees. It's 100% free to use. HomeAdvisor.com. Pick up the phone and give us a call right now at 888-MONEY-PIT. Let us know what you are working on and what you might need a hand with, and we could make you a very lucky winner this hour. And we've got a project that's going to definitely put your mind on the warmer weather ahead. It might be down the road, but it's coming back, I promise. We've got up for grabs this hour, the Quickcrete Walkmaker form, and it's a form that you pour the concrete into, and once it's firm, you sort of pop it out of the form, and it can have a beautiful pattern like stone, basket weave, brick, European styles. Build as many as you want, and then you can piece them together to make a walkway or a patio. Check it out at quickcrete.com because it really is a great DIY project for those warmer days ahead. You can check it out right now there at quickcrete.com, but it's going home with one lucky listener this hour. That number again is one eight 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 money pit. Ron and Virginia's on the line with a window question. How can we help you today? Yes, uh, I just moved to Virginia from Florida. I bought a house that has single pane, double hung windows with aluminum storm windows on the outside. And I was wondering if that's going to be efficient for the mild winters we get here, or should I look into insulated windows? Well, you know, generally when you're talking about a single pane window, if it was truly on its own, we'd say it's not that efficient. But because you have a storm window, that automatically makes it that much more efficient. And a storm window is fairly easy to replace. I mean, you can get a new storm window that has a different type of coating on it that could improve its efficiency, because what you're doing is you're essentially creating that space of air between the storm window and the main window, and that's allowing, you know, the cold air to stop before it gets into your home. 
home. So especially if you're able to upgrade just the storm window itself, you'll really be able to create quite an efficient you know, window within your home and, and do well for the winter months. Okay, that's great. Uh, the windows, the storm windows do look the uh, original and, uh, and rather lightweight in structure. I do like the wood windows that the house has, so I will look into that. Thank you. Well, selecting a fresh, green, and fragrant Christmas tree to enjoy throughout the holiday season is a cherished tradition. And whether for your family that means heading to a tree farm, supporting a holiday fundraiser at a local church, or even picking up a tree in the parking lot of your nearby home center, we've got tips on how to make the best selection in today's Better Get a Truck Tip presented by Hertz. Now, first, and this is key, before you head out, you need to figure out how much space you have to work with. So you want to measure both the vertical and horizontal dimensions of the space you've picked out for the tree at home. Then bring that tape measure with you when you head out to the tree farm or the store. Here's the thing. Trees always look smaller when they're out in the lot. And when you buy a tree that's the right size, you can avoid digging out all those lumberjack tools that you put away in the fall when you get home. Now, once you've got those space measurements in hand and your ideal tree aesthetic in mind, you can start shopping with an eye for freshness. Now, buying from one of those places where you get to cut down your own tree on the farm is really the best way to get a super fresh product. But there are plenty of great candidates available at neighborhood lots, too. You just have to do a freshness test by sharply bending a few of the tree's needles with your fingers. Now, fresh green needles will break crisply, just like a fresh carrot. Now, once you've picked that perfect tree, take it home and recut the tree base before you put it in the stand so that it will start drinking water. It's really important you never let the tree suck up all the water in the stand because once a tree has gone without water, the trunk actually seals itself off and there's no way to get it to start drinking again short of taking the tree down with the decorations and the lights and making another cut on the base. Oh, no. <laughs> so you'll want to get it in the water and keep it that way. The tree's first 24 hours are typically its thirstiest. So keep an eye on the water, especially for the first day or two it's there. Mm-hmm. And that's today's Better Get a Truck Tip presented by Hertz. For any home project, store pickup, or move that needs more than your car can handle, remember HDTV. Hertz does trucks and vans. Book now at Hertz.com. Now we've got Joseph in Kentucky on the line who's got a question about stainless steel. How can we help you? Three and a half years ago, I was using these uh, rubber PCV water supply lines in the bathroom under the commode and the sink. And one okay. of them had busted at the time, and it flooded the floor in the bathroom and the hallway water. So I went over to the hardware store, and I got some of these uh, braided stainless steel and put on there. Right. I was uh-huh. told at the time that these here was not supposed to break or leak, but the one of them under the sink, it started leaking up under the sleeve next to the coupling nut. Okay. And uh, I tried tightening it down a little bit, but that, that didn't do no good, so I finally went back over to the store and got the two new ones and put on the sink. Uh, is there some kind of a time replacement period on these things or... Did you just not get a bad hose? I think you did because it's very unusual for those flexible lines to leak, to break down and leak. They are clearly the most convenient way when you're replacing a, a faucet in a situation like that uh, because you don't have to get the length just right. You know, if you're a plumber, you cut everything to fit nice and neat and tight. But for a consumer, they're the way to go. I've put on dozens of those over the years for sinks and toilets and uh, and other fixtures, and I've never had a problem with them. So I suspect that you got a bad one or perhaps... When you attached it, maybe you cross-threaded it, maybe there was a bit of debris in it that caused the leak, and now that you've replaced 
it the second time. Does it seem to be holding? Yes. Yeah. I, I suspect that uh, there was either a problem with the installation or the product the first time around. You just got a bad one. Is there, is there any kind of a time replacement period on that thing, say 10 years or 15 years? Or? Well, I'll tell you what. All those products have their own warranty. And uh, I'll give you a little aside story. Uh, I told this on the show uh, several months ago. But my mom, we had bought a sink for her 17 years ago from Home Depot through American Standard, yeah. and, and it chipped. And I was getting ready to replace it, and I mentioned it to one of the guys in the store. He said, I think there's a warranty on that. And he was right. They no longer carried them in the store, but I contacted American Standard. They sent me a new sink 17 years later. So, and only because I had the warranty and I had the receipt, because my mom is great about saving stuff like that. She saves everything. So if you happen to have the receipt and and there is a warranty, maybe you can get the few dollars back that you spent on that. But Otherwise, I would just chalk it up to bad luck and move on. Well, okay, then. Thank you. You're welcome, Joseph. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. 888 Money Pit is presented by Home Advisor. Find out what it costs to do your home project before you hire a pro and instantly book one of Home Advisor's top rated pros for free. And if you want to have a great holiday season, make sure those holiday lights are working before you spend hours stringing them and hanging them. We've got some fast, free, and easy holiday light fixes next. is the Money Pit Home Improvement Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Call us with your home improvement question 24-7 at 888-MONEYPIT or post your question at moneypit.com, which is what Mel did. And Mel's got a painting project in mind. That's right. Mel writes, my home interior was painted 12 to 15 years ago with semi-gloss paint. How do I prepare the walls before repainting with satin paint? That's a very good question because this is where painters always get it wrong, Mel, and that is the prep part. So, so, uh, good on you for asking this question. Now, with walls that have been painted 12, 13, 14, 15 years ago, they gotta be dirty, pretty dirty. So the first thing you're gonna wanna do is clean them. And what I recommend for that is to use a TSP solution, which you'll find in the home center paint aisle. You mix it up, do a good job washing those walls. A little trick of the trade. Buy yourself a, a sponge mop, maybe a new sponge mop. They're not very expensive. And with a sponge mop, you can actually get the, the scrubbing all the way up onto the top of the walls without having to use ladders and chairs, which makes it a lot safer. So do a good job cleaning it. The second thing to do is to prime those walls. And once you're done priming, then put the paint on. You'll get a, you'll get a perfect job every single time if you follow those steps. All right. And you really, then you can wait 12 to 15 years to paint again, because it sounds like you did a pretty again. good job the first time. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> well, are you preparing to deck your halls this holiday season, or maybe even your windows, your doors, and your trees? Leslie has some easy tips for testing and fixing those holiday light strings before you hang them in today's edition of Leslie's Last Word. Leslie, take it away. Well, Thanksgiving has come and gone, and that means that millions of Americans are planning light displays, big, small, whatever it is. You go to do it, but instead of finding blinking lights, you discover that light repairs are needed. So here are five fast and easy ways to get your house and your mood bright and shining. Now, first of all, inspect those strings of lights before you hang them. 
Now, all of the lights should bear the UL or Underwriters Laboratories seal of approval and should be free of cracked lights or sockets, worn or frayed wires, and loose damaged plugs. Now, even if they look good, test each string just to be sure. Now, extreme temperatures or movement could have damaged those lights in the year since you last used them. So, now you find the string isn't working. Unplug it, check each bulb, see if it's loose. Now to do this, you want to gently press each bulb into its socket. And even though most lights are designed to work, even if one bulb goes out, they're not going to work if a bulb is unplugged. So once you've tightened the loose bulbs, plug that string back in. Still no luck? Unplug it and check the fuse. Now this is usually built into the plug itself. You can remove it and check that it isn't burned out. If it is burnt out, replace it. Now, most of those string lights are sold with extra fuses taped to that string somewhere in a very small plastic bag. And if all else fails and it's time to update your light collection, go with LED lights. They're much more efficient. They're super bright. You can get them in different color temperatures, and they're going to be far less expensive to operate for the entire season. So don't be afraid of the LED. you got a lot of great options out there. You know, when I started putting up my holiday lights... Halloween. When was this? Hey. Halloween. Yeah, because last year we bought these app lights, which are these lights that basically are LED and they work off an app on your phone. You can choose like a million different colors. So I put up the icicle lights, which we usually put around the porch, and then I just changed them to orange. And we had them on for a few <laughs> days before holiday, and it was pretty cool. And I just left them up because why take them down? So, you know, Thanksgiving, I put them up, made them sort of autumn colors, and now Christmas, we'll get into the greens and the reds. That's so great. That's kind of cheating, but I fully support it. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Show. Coming up next time on the program, hanging pictures can be a daunting task, especially if they're heavy. But no matter what surface you're drilling into, there's a tried and true way to secure your wall hangings the right way. We'll tell you what to do on the very next edition of the Money Pit. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Remember, you can do it yourself. But you don't have to do it alone.